All right, everybody, I am Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report Direct Message. It's March 9th, 2022. We are live streaming on Rumble, YouTube, and Blaze TV. Subscribe, blah, blah, blah. There's a notification bell. Okay, you know the drill. Uh, we have a tremendous show for you today. It is so tremendous. I've busted out the fake newsman glasses. Okay, that is the level of analysis, of serious analysis we're gonna give you people because other people wearing fake glasses are saying things and they're making you believe things that aren't true. And I thought the only way we could possibly counter that is if I could get a pair of fake glasses, my eyes are perfect, 20-20 vision, if I could put on the fake glasses and respond to the fake glasses people as they're lying to you. Before we get to any of that though, this is also very important. You know, there's this huge situation happening here in Florida where literally if you say the word gay, and we covered this yesterday, if you actually, even in the privacy of your own home, if you're out on the street, if you say gay, uh, we're being told that the authorities will come and get you, put a, a black bag over your head, take you to an undisclosed location where Ron DeSantis tickles you or something. Um, and I tested it out this morning. I was walking the dog, okay, just out there. We like to take a nice half hour walk in the morning. It's how I clear my mind before I get going about 7.30 a.m., walking Clyde, and I just started, I just, I started whispering it a little bit, just walking out, gay, 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 just saying it over and over, repeating it, saying it to bushes, into trees, a do another dog walked by, the woman had headphones on, so I knew she couldn't hear me, I said it to the dog, nothing happened, nothing happened. So it seems to me, you know, and I'm just, I know this is anecdotal, but I'm, it seems okay. I think you can still say gay in Florida, and, uh, but I don't wanna get anyone in trouble here, so don't, don't take my word for it, talk to your friends and family, and, uh, and we shall see what happens. And anyway, the show today is about Biden. He's a liar. It's about the administration. They're all liars. Gas prices are going nuts. They promised it wouldn't. They've been lying the entire time. The media is running cover for him and all that good stuff. After the show today, I finish up day three, the final day of doing the audiobook for Don't Burn This Country. You can pre-order Don't Burn This Country Right now, it's out on April 12th, but you can pre-order it now. Just go to DaveRubin.com slash book. And I, I'm telling you, you're going to dig the book. You know, it's funny the way these things operate. You write them and then you basically, the, the publishing process is so slow that it, I basically finished writing this thing about a year ago. And then there was some editing over the last year. Um, but as I'm reading it again for the audiobook, I'm like, this thing's funny and it, and it's pretty on point and it's, it's very relevant. I think in an odd way, it's more relevant today than even when I wrote it. Um, and I think you will dig it. So, uh, please pick up a copy if you've got a couple bucks to spare. Okay. So we're doing Biden media, the gas fiasco and the rest of it. Uh, but before we do any of that, I want to talk to you guys about American home shield you know, no one likes to think about household breakdowns, but they happen and way more often than any of us would like. That's why it pays to have a plan from American Home Shield to help cover the costs to repair and replace things like your heating system, AC, or your fridge. They also know that no two homes are the same. That's why they have new options to help you find just the right coverage. American Home Shield members get more. Their plans help protect parts of up to 23 essential home items and appliances, no matter how old they are. AHS also offers electronics coverage available for an unlimited number of eligible items like smartwatches, flat screen TVs, and more. Other options include roof leak repair. I've got a roof leak right now, actually. 
and pool and spa coverage. If American Home Shield can't repair the covered item, they'll replace it. Uh, we are working on a, uh, a little roof situation at the moment. It's, we, got, we got a little leak. It does rain here in Florida. That's what I found out. Uh, keep your home up and running and budget on track with American Home Shield. Right now, Ruben Report listeners can take $50 off their most comprehensive plans ever. Go to ahs.com slash Ruben now to save 50 bucks. That's ahs.com slash Ruben for $50 off any plan. American Home Shield. Be sure with the shield. Service fees, limitations, and exclusions apply. See plan for details. And now back to me. Actually, every time Biden or anyone from the administration or on the media says anything, they should have to end their thing like that. Service fees apply. Uh, we're mostly bullshitting you. You know what I'm saying. Okay, there we go. Uh, all right. Joking aside for a second, although I do have my newsman glasses here, uh, the prices of gas in this country are blowing up. Absolutely insane. The highest that I've seen so far uh, was a picture I saw from yesterday somewhere in California, $6.99 for regular unleaded gas. When I was in California a couple days ago, I saw gas at like five eighty nine, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, I mentioned California. Got to throw some cash in the uh, Escape Cali bucket. Okay, fine. There you go. Um, but gas prices are exploding and we were promised that this would not happen because this administration was going to do everything they could to keep gas prices low. And, uh, you know, even though they were going to tr somehow transfer us to green energy, that don't worry about that. Gas prices would not be affected. Here's Joe Biden, who is the elderly man pretending to be president. Here he is back in October of 2021, claiming that gas prices were going to come down. Gas prices, because gas, pr gas prices relate to a foreign policy initiative that is about something that goes beyond the cost of gas. And we're about 330 a gallon most places that now when it's up from was down in the single digits. I mean, single a dollar plus. And uh, and that's because of the supply being withheld by OPEC. And so there's a lot of negotiation that is there. there there's a lot of Middle Eastern folks want to talk to me. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure I'm going to talk to them. But the point is, it's about gas production. There's things we can do in the meantime, though. Do you think there's a I mean, do you see a, do you have a timeline for gas prices of when you think they may start coming down? My guess is you'll start to see gas prices come down as we get by and going into the winter, I mean, excuse me, into next year in 2022. I don't see anything that's going to happen in the meantime that's going to re significantly reduce gas prices. Ladies and gentlemen, if you pray, if you pray to a power beyond us, a God, one God, if you're polytheistic, if you pray to many gods, now is the time to pray. Because if you think that that man is in charge, we have got a huge problem on our hands. Whether he actually is in charge or if he's not in charge, we have another problem on our hands. There's a big issue here. Uh, all right, so the usual muddle, muddled, stammering, just nonsense out of him. Okay, so be it. Gas prices obviously have not been going down. They are exploding to the point that even the New York Times, yes, I'm going to quote the New York Times to show you that I am a fair arbiter of communicating news. We've got some info from the New York Times. They're even covering the ridiculousness right now from the Times. The average price of a gallon of regular gasoline reached $4 for 173 on Tuesday, according to AAA, surpassing the previous high in July 2008, when the national average was 4 and 114. The prices are not adjusted for inflation. 
Tuesday's average represented an increase of about 72 cents from a month ago, including about 55 cents in the past week. That's completely bananas. President Biden on Tuesday announced a ban on importing Russian energy into the United States. Russia is a major producer of oil and natural gas, and Western countries had been avoiding Russia's energy sector when imposing sanctions, conscious of the potential economic pain it could bring home. But Mr. Biden has come under increasing pressure from Congress to cut off Russian oil. Now, you also may remember last week we covered it where uh, Saki said, you know, we're gonna put in the most intense sanctions. Oh my God, we're gonna do sanctions like nobody's ever seen before. They're gonna be banana sanctions, it's crazy. Uh, and then we found the Deputy Energy Secretary saying, no, 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 we're not gonna do anything with uh, Russian oil because you know we need that oil. Um, here's, uh, here's Joe Biden saying he's gonna do everything he possibly can so that Putin can't screw us. Build up on Ukrainian borders. Just since then, the price of the gas at the pump in America went up 75 cents. And with this action, it's going to go up further. I'm going to do everything I can to minimize Putin's price hike here at home. Joe, you're going to do everything you can to minimize Putin's price hike? You're not going to believe this. Connor, give me an image. Thank you. This is from CNBC. Remember the Keystone Pipeline? And it was going to bring an awful lot of gas from Canada, Western Canada, Alberta area. And they were going to bring it down here to the United States. Well, I'm going to just read it right there because I don't think Joe remembers about this thing that he canceled right when he became president. Keystone Pipeline officially canceled after Biden revokes key permit. And what is the Keystone Pipeline? I got two bullets for you. Keystone XL was halted by owner TC Energy after U.S. President Joe Biden this year revoked a key permit needed for a U.S. stretch of 1,200 mile project. And here's the key part if you're not sure exactly what this thing is. The Keystone XL pipeline was expected to carry 833,000 barrels a day of Alberta oil sands crude to Nebraska. Now that's pretty interesting because he just said that he was going to do everything he could. But actually, when he became president, he screwed us big time. Interestingly, we did a little research on this too. Right now, right now, we get 672,000 barrels a day of oil from Russia. Keystone would have given us 510,000 barrels a day. Okay. Do you see that? So it's basically the same number. It's off by, you know, what is that? Like 15, 20%. Something like that. So we would not be in this situation if he had not revoked the Keystone XL pipeline, which he did. <sighs> but he says that uh, it's not true that what he's doing is causing a problem. Look, let me be clear about uh, two other points. First, it's simply not true that my administration or policies are holding back domestic energy production. That's simply not true. Am I having deja vu? What's going on over here? Can I see that image again? Because he's saying it has nothing to do with him. Here's a headline from CNBC. What, what, what? This is Groundhog Day, people. Keystone Pipeline officially canceled after Biden revokes key permit. Didn't we just hear that guy say it has nothing to do with him? Isn't that what we just heard? And I just told you that Keystone would have given us 510,000 barrels a day and we get... 600 roughly from Russia. So it would have kind of been a wash. 
Lordy, lordy. Uh, Townhall.com had this really fantastic video that we had to show you about all of this. Uh, this is former President Donald Trump predicting that we would be in this mess if Joe Biden became president. And uh, then they juxtaposed it with something that uh, Gay Pete said. Take a look. We have more oil than anybody, okay? And it's uh, an incredible thing that have, it's happened over the last few years, a lot of great things. And you're paying, what, $2 a gallon for your gasoline? That's okay. You know what that's like? That's like a tax cut. That's bigger than a tax cut. If Biden got in, you'd be paying $7, $8, $9. Didn't they say, get rid of your car? Last month, we announced a $5 billion investment to build out a nationwide electric vehicle charging network so the people from rural to suburban to urban communities can all benefit from the gas savings of driving an EV. Ah, so there you go. I don't want to get banned from YouTube, but the orange man was right. Gas was going to get close to $7 and maybe it'll get to eight or nine if this war continues to get ramped up and everything that we do here is completely mismanaged by that elderly gentleman. And then, of course, really what this all leads us to is that what they really, I think at this point, and I don't want to sound like a crazy conspiracy theorist, But what they're really leading us to is they are trying to destroy the fossil fuel industry. They are trying to get us off all of the stuff that has created more wealth and prosperity and brought more people up uh, than could have ever possibly been imagined, right? Over the last hundred years, let's say. And they want us on their Green New Deal and they want everyone on electric cars and everything else. Now, as I said yesterday, and I've said many times, I'm not inherently against renewable energy, of course. But that doesn't mean it's the best right now in the midst of this crisis, nor that the people that are ushering it in are the people that really have a good handle on this. Even Elon Musk from Tesla is saying we have to unleash American energy. Okay, we've got some info here from the uh, Wall Street Journal because uh, what Biden is doing is just compounding the problem over and over again. Let's get to it. President Biden is scrambling to contain soaring oil prices, which closed at more than $123 a barrel on Monday. It speaks volumes about his administration that it's seeking help from Vladimir Putin's client in Venezuela and our estranged Saudi allies rather than U.S. shell producers or Canadian friends. That's right. That's right. Come back to me for one second. Yes. Because now Russia is bad, guys. We go into Venezuela because suddenly they're good guys. Okay, let's keep going. The Trump administration in early 2019 sanctioned Venezuela's state oil company, PDVSA, to squeeze Nicolas Maduro's brutal regime, which has impoverished the country, persecuted political opponents, and sent millions of refugees across the region. Come back to me for just a sec. But we're cool with that now because they're not Russians. So it's all good. We'll buy your oil. Okay. But Venezuela continues to pump about 800,000 barrels a day with help from Russia and Iran. The Venezuelan has returned the favor by supporting Mr. Putin's war on Ukraine and denounced the West's economic war against the Russian people. Come back to me for a second. So you see what's happening here. We're buying or we're going to buy gas from Venezuela who are kind of in cahoots with Putin in the first place. But okay, let's keep going. Axios also reports that the president is considering a personal visit to Saudi Arabia to patch up relations with the crown prince, whom Mr. Biden has made a show of disdaining when he took office. At the same time, the administration has been seeking reproachment with Iran, which backed the Houthis in Yemen, waging war against the kingdom and United Arab Emirates. So, you know, 
These are all great people that we'll be working with, you know, because Putin bad. I get it. Putin not good. You can't just invade a country. I mean, all right, joking aside for a sec. You can't just invade another sovereign nation. You can't. And he's killing all sorts of innocent people. I don't want to diminish that, actually. Um, but this idea that we're pivoting to all the other bad people, some of whom are funding some of the stuff in Russia in the first place. If this was a script, you'd go, man, it's just too obvious. Like, it just shows their incompetency just too well. Here's Fox News' Peter Ducey, who's an actual journalist. We got to get him on the show. Can we get Peter Ducey on the show? Do we have a phone number or an email address? Let's get that guy. Uh, talking to Jen Psaki about uh, the Keystone XL pipeline and, and what happened there. There's this talk about a possible forecast for financial pain, particularly at the gas pump yeah. for Americans. Um, the president said today, the notion that this is going to last for a long time is highly unlikely. Would he try to ensure that by lifting some of the restrictions that he's put in place on the energy industry or rethinking some projects like the Keystone Pipeline? Well, first of all, the Keystone Pipeline is not flowing, so I'm not sure how that would solve anything. There's also plenty of oil leases that are not being tapped into by oil companies, so you should talk to them about that and why. Uh, but what the president's talking about is we certainly understand, and he said this today, right? May have been in response to your question, I don't remember. But um, if there's an invasion of another country by a big country, there's going to be impacts on the markets, right? And we certainly anticipated that, and we anticipate that as it relates to the global oil market as well. So that's why the president for weeks now has been engaging with a range of big global suppliers, some in the Middle East, others, to see what we can do to ensure there's supply out there in the market to reduce the impact on the American people. All right, Saki, you're making me do it. I'm putting on the newsman glasses to make a point directly to you. You are a horrible, horrible, soulless person. I, I don't understand how someone for a living could lie about literally everything. Your existential crisis must be massive. And I, I know you hate yourself. We can see it. We can see it on your face. We can see it. Um, the line there. When he, he's basically saying, Ducey, and why, why are they all wearing masks? I have no freaking idea. Ducey, take off the mask. I like you, dude, but take the mask off. Um, the line, he's basically saying to her, hey, why don't we do something about that Keystone XL? Because, you know, that thing would bring a lot of gas from Canada. We wouldn't be so reliant on, uh, on Russia or Venezuela or et cetera, et cetera. You get, you get what's going on here, lady? And she goes, uh, the Keystone pipeline isn't flowing. Yes, no shit, Sherlock. You people shut it off. Calm down, Dave. Okay, calm down. Uh, we've got a little bit more on the Keystone Pipeline. This is, this is a really interesting video that we found. This is Alberta Premier Jason Kenney. Now, again, the Keystone Pipeline would originate, it originates in Alberta. They've got a lot of oil in Western Canada. Huge amount of economic activity that is being crushed because we shut this thing down. So this is Alberta Premier Jason Kenney talking about the fact that we shut it down and now all of the ridiculously horrible ramifications that it's leading to. Take a look. The States is serious about this. They could come back to the table and help us build Keystone XL. Uh, you know, if President Biden had not vetoed that project, it would be done later this year. It's 840,000 barrels of democratic energy that could have displaced the 600,000 plus barrels of Russian conflict oil that's filled with the blood of Ukrainians. 
Now, instead, President Biden's White House is talking about him going cap in hand to Saudi Arabia to ask the kingdom to increase its production while Saudi Arabia is using oil money to uh, drop barrel bombs on Yemeni civilians. He's also negotiating with uh, uh, to end the uh, oil sanctions on Iran, a regime that has uh, dropped uh, bombs on civilians in uh, Syria through the Assad regime. And apparently they're also negotiating dr lifting sanctions on Venezuela, uh, a regime that kills its political enemies and is one of the worst human rights violators on the face of the earth. None of this makes sense. And so I will be speaking truth to power in the bluntest terms possible that, that if the U.S. administration uh, wanted, instead of going cap in hand to the Venezuelan, Iranian, Saudi and uh, dictatorships to replace Russian conflict oil, they could, we could turn this around, I believe, in less than a year. Do you know how I always say when someone's speaking the truth, it just becomes obvious? That guy's telling you the truth right there. He's saying we can solve this problem right now. We've got the oil. Unleash the oil. Why isn't America looking at an ally that's a basically a pretty good country? Sure, Trudeau's a douchebag, but besides that, the people of Canada, pretty good. Democratic nation, at least for now. But why won't they do it? Because it has nothing to do, because A, the administration doesn't care about lowering costs. They, they want to destroy everything. The, I think that would, could, that's really the only assessment you can make at this point. They can't be this unintentionally bad at everything they do. They seem to want to destroy everything of the world we once knew and in America that we once knew. So either they're intentionally doing it and they're intentionally doing it because they want to usher in this Green New Deal and get everybody on electric cars, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Or, or they're just, well, they're, or they're completely inept. Like they're so inept, it's extraordinary. It's, it's hard to even imagine how, how bad that would be. Uh, but good for Jason Kenney, just like taking it to Biden. We've got oil. You need oil. Stop buying it from bad guys. You can buy it from good guys. We've got it here. We're ready to do this thing. But they won't do it. They won't do it unless public pressure becomes so intense that they have no choice. But I would be, I would be absolutely shocked. And the reason I'd be shocked is because what they have behind them is the media. And the media does nothing better than carry water for Democrats and stupid policies. Uh, here's uh, CNN, which is the, uh, the comedy channel. Uh, and this, uh, we've got a little compilation here uh, celebrating a teeny, teeny, tiny gas decrease, price in gas going down back in December 2021. Here at home, Americans are finally getting some relief. Finally, right? Good news, people. We talk so much about bad news. Oh my gosh, inflation. Blah, blah, blah. This is good news. Gas prices are heading south, down. A government forecast, forecast says that they could drop below $3 a gallon. Whew. Finally, some economic relief, however minor. Americans are paying a little less at the pump after weeks of rising energy prices. Relief for the United States as energy costs drop. That pain that you've been feeling at the pump, it may be short-lived. There is finally some relief at the pump. Good news at the pump. Finally getting some relief, as you mentioned. The national average price of gas dropped four cents in the last week. Gas dropped nearly a nickel in the last week. It's a seven-week low. It's moving in the right direction. The average is now at a seven-week low. Actually, a seven-week low. Slightly lower gas prices, so that's good news. Yeah, this is the kind of positive news we've wanted. Yeah, really good economic news, including dropping gas prices. Gas prices will tumble below $3 a gallon 
soon. So that's good news. person familiar with the White House's thinking told me today that lower prices at the pump are good news. And I do think we have to note that gas prices and natural gas, for example, going way down. There are plenty of signs that the U.S. economy is strong. This economy moving in the right direction. It's not perfect. There are inflation concerns here, but there are a lot of things to be very, very grateful for as we head into the Christmas season. God, that's just fantastic. Like, they're just such fraudulent liars. What they're talking about there, this is again, December of 2021, they're talking about a four cent or nickel decrease. And oh my God, this is the greatest thing. And uh, the fake glasses, everybody's got the fake glasses. So I'll do the fake glasses for the rest of this. So just to be clear, in December, that was a compilation of the clowns at CNN celebrating the fact that your gas is going down four cents or a nickel. Okay, four cents or a nickel. Um, gas, I said this earlier, but I just want to really drive the point home. Gas has gone up 73 cents this month, 55 cents this week. So if these people were actual journalists, they would be on CNN today screaming. They would be going bananas because they were so celebratory. My God, it's so great. It's such a great indicator of the economy. <laughs> Almost a nickel, people. 73 cents in a month. That's actually completely insane. Uh, but they really are just carrying water for the bad policies of the administration. Here's a CNN reporter uh, telling us how excited we all are to pay a little bit more right now. Here at home at the pump, a lot higher, Kate. But as you mentioned, people we've spoken to over the last couple of weeks, they're okay paying higher prices if it means holding Russia accountable for what they are doing in Ukraine. But these prices are likely going to creep higher, Kate. We'll see how they feel in the next week or so. Kate? Yeah, and the big question, the big unknown is, do any of these moves change Putin's behavior, change the way he is acting right now? These people are fiction writers. People we've talked to are very happy about paying more. If it stops Putin, it'll stop Putin if we pay a little bit more. We've been talking to people. I talk to people all day long. Okay, are you happier? Oh, he got a Tesla. Good for this guy. You happier? No, oh, you didn't even get a car yet. He's working on getting a car. You, you got a car. You're not happy. Not, he, he has a truck. He gave me a sad face. People are not happy about paying more gas and guess what? You paying 73 cents more for your gas or what will eventually be $1.25 more a gallon or whatever else is not going to stop Putin. OK, it's not going to stop Putin. But at least, but, it, you know, look, we've got bad news people. Fine. At least we have these late night comedians who help us at the end of the day. You know, it's because it's stressful. The gas prices going up, the supply chain collapsing, food prices going up, all the bad stuff that's happening all over the world. But thankfully, we have late night comedians, great people who cross the partisan divide and you can put on their comedy programs at night and feel good because they care about you. Here's Stephen Colbert. Russia has been hit with a series of crippling sanctions and it looks like there's more to come because the U.S. and its European allies are now discussing banning imports of Russian oil. Take that, Putin. We're not going to buy our gas from a war criminal. We're going to buy it from the good guys, Saudi Arabia. <laughs> but it's going to cost. Since the invasion, oil prices have skyrocketed. Today, the average gas price in America hit an all-time record high of over $4 per gallon. Okay, that stings, but a clean conscience is worth a buck or two. I'm willing to pay... 
important. Right. It's important. I'm willing to pay $4 a gallon. Hell, I'll pay $15 a gallon because I drive a Tesla. <laughs> right. Ah, nothing like an elitist millionaire making fun of people who actually are affected when they have to pay more. Uh, you look, I, I do pretty well. I do all right. Uh, I have a Tesla or I'm, I'm getting a new Tesla. Supposedly it's coming this week. Um, I love the Tesla. So I'm not, I'm not against green energy. Obviously I'm not against electric. I'm certainly for nuclear, all, all of these things. But this smug dismissal of, of the average person who has to drive to work and a couple bucks a day actually does mean something. These people are just absolutely gross. And ah, but you'll have a clean conscience and all the seals applaud. Oh, we have a clean conscience now. Uh, guys, we've known Putin's a bad dude for quite some time. So did you have a clean conscience two weeks ago when we were buying oil from him? Is your conscience clean then? And he even made the point. You actually almost did it. You almost made like a clear point there, Colbert. Yes, we're gonna now buy oil from Saudi Arabia, more oil from Saudi Arabia, and maybe go to Venezuela, et cetera, et cetera. So will your conscience be clean then? God, these people are ridiculous, but not as ridiculous as MSNBC's Joy Reid, because you're not gonna believe this, guys. For her, this is about racism. Now, what we're seeing in Ukraine is absolutely the worst humanitarian crisis that Europe has seen in decades. But we haven't witnessed the same type of solidarity for the Yemenis as we do for the Ukrainians. We don't see historic sanctions or global campaigns, corporations like Airbnb and Netflix taking a stand. And this is not to say that we shouldn't care this much for Ukraine. Far from it. The point is, we should also care this much for refugees and those facing occupation and war in the Middle East and Asia and Africa, too. The coverage of Ukraine has revealed a pretty radical disparity in how human Ukrainians look and feel to Western media compared to their browner and blacker counterparts. I just don't even know what to do with these people anymore. Like, it is so sad and depressing if at the end of the day, every which way you can see the world is through the, the very, very narrow prism of racism. If that's really all you can do, then, then your world is small and myopic and sad and, and leads you to becoming sort of bananas as Joy Reid actually is. I would love, I said to my guys as we were playing the clip just now, I would love to know how many times Joy Reid has covered what's going on in Yemen on her show. Has she been leading? Has she once led her show with what's going on in Yemen? No, of course, I'm, I'm gonna go out on a limb and assume that no, she hasn't, but please, Prove me wrong, I'll gladly correct myself tomorrow. Um, it is what it is, these people are nuts. Um, I know this has been a bit of a heavy show, gas prices going up, you know, what's going on? The people in charge seem to be lying to us. They have media people that run cover for them. Uh, so I thought we could end with some hope, right? Because we need hope, we, we need hope. Everyone needs hope in these, in these troubling times. Um, and there's a woman who is just, she's just smart and she's good and knowledgeable and forthright and I think can help us in the future. Her name's Kamala Harris. And everything I just said there was a lie. We're screwed, people, take a look at this. Imagine a future, the freight trucks that deliver bread and milk to our grocery store shelves and the buses that take children to school and, and parents to work. Imagine all the heavy duty vehicles that keep our supply lines strong and allow our economy to grow. Imagine that they produced zero emissions. Well, you all imagined it. That's why we're here today, 
because we have the ability to see what can be unburdened by what has been and then to make the possible actually happen. Imagine, people, there was a world that was made of marshmallows. There were rainbows that connected one marshmallow to another marshmallow. And those marshmallows could combine and become a bigger marshmallow. And it's you people who support marshmallows, who allow us to have two marshmallows connected by a rainbow and smiles. And it's all very wonderful. She's a heartbeat away from the presidency. She's a heartbeat away from the presidency. I would not trust that woman to teach third graders basic math. Not that they're allowed to teach basic math anymore, but I just wouldn't allow it anyway. A couple comments from the rubenreport.locals.com community. Anya says, Kamala went to Poland. End of war, everyone. We are saved. Yes, so supposedly she's in Poland right now. Is that right? They've sent her. That's what I'm hearing. They've sent that person to solve. She does not know anything about anything. I could literally send my dog. I could send Clyde, we could ship him over there. I could drop him in, the, in Poland. I could put him in the middle of Ukraine. I could send him over to the Kremlin to talk with Putin. It would make more sense than sending Kamala Harris. The woman is an idiot. Rob says, uh, honestly, short of launching nukes, I cannot think of one thing this idiot Biden could do worse to destroy America. I, I agree, and that's why I'm saying, if their plan is to destroy America, then you got to give the devil his due and they're doing it quite well. Could they possibly be this inept? Could everything that they have done since Joe Biden has come into office been so accidentally horrible or could this be exactly what they want? And, and to me, it seems to be the latter. Like they want us off fossil fuels. They want the green new energy deal and AOC, occasional Cortez's, uh, they want her policies or whatever it all is. You, you guys get it. And they're just let no crisis go to waste, right guys? We're moving past COVID. We got the war. Why not rejigger the world economy and how we make energy and get energy and all of our international relations. Remember three weeks after COVID uh, when I was screaming, the world's never coming back and we better start thinking about it. Does, does that kind of seem right right now? Like it ain't coming back people. But by the way, to, to actually... Uh, leave on a, on a positive note. There are places on this earth, I happen to be in one of them, the great state of Florida, where people are doing it right and are gonna do everything they can to fight this. And never forget that David beat Goliath. So as, as bad as these people seem, as big as they seem, big tech, the companies, the banks, all the stuff, it's like, we always have a chance. And, and the, hu the, the long arc of human history shows that people actually do beat the bad guys. But, but these are not the good guys that are in charge right now. I'm sorry, they're just not. Uh, all right, guys, I got to get out of here because I have the final three chapters of Don't Burn This Country to record the audiobook for. Maybe I'll do a little video from there so you can sort of see what it's like in the booth. It's actually kind of cool. You get in there with the booth. There's a sound engineer. I got a guy in New York who's listening, making sure I pronounce every single name right, pause right on the jokes, all that stuff. It's, it's a really fun process, actually. And oddly, my, my voice seems pretty okay. Uh, but yes, you can pre-order Don't Burn This Country at DaveRubin.com slash book. And we have all the links there where you can get the book at Amazon or Barnes & Noble or your local bookstore, et cetera, et cetera. If you want to play along during the show, you can go to RubinReport.Locals.com and sign up absolutely free. Part one of my interview with former U.S. Ambassador to the U.N. Nikki Haley is up right now on YouTube and Rumble and absolutely ad-free at Locals. 
And uh, that's it. I'm just going to, uh, here, you know what we'll do? We'll do a, uh, an ending where I uh, put on my glasses here. Okay, so I'm a newsman. I put on my glasses. It's the end of the show. And I'm just going to like pretend I'm reading. And when you feel it's time to go out, Connor, you'll just take us out. But I'm reading the stuff and reading. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Rubin Report Direct Message. We're live on Rumble, Blaze TV, and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Don't forget to review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And if you're looking for early and exclusive content, you can join me on Locals at rubinreport.locals.com.